Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, welcome back everyone to Millennial Money. Today, we're going to talk about Shiba Inu along with other things like Tesla and, and uh, uh, Jeremy says Hungry Bull and uh, this is a weirdo we've got over there in the bottom corner with this glass obsidian mask. And uh, I'm sure there'll be other things we'll talk about as well. But most importantly, we'll also have to talk about Motley Fool and uh, go through who's winning the contest so far and yeah. all the goodies related to our partnership with Motley Fool. Yeah, so Kevin, let's get you started, gotta folks. Update the on? description, Kevin. You gotta up you didn't do that yet. So I just <laughs> texted you to update the description so they could see who the winner is, which that's right. We're gonna announce that very shortly. because uh, I got the results and honestly I was I was quite surprised at uh, one of the returns. So let me know when that's updated and uh, Kevin you should probably uh, do the talking here. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. Hold on. I haven't even looked at it yet. I pasted it. Okay, I saved it. I think I did it. So now <laughs> if you have to refresh the live stream if you're watching it live or if you're watching it after it being live, it's in the description now. What's up? Should I click it? Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, let's wow. let people click it. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, you gotta let people click it. I agree with that. <laughs> is this okay. gonna update live? I'm curious if this is gonna fluctuate. If it, if it's like every morning, it just like changes, or like every day after, or if it's just a one time thing. Kevin, yeah. I, I what did you put in there? Um, can you well, can you, you have say to go to maybe, maybe to... slash fool to find out? All right, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> Kevin. You're such a good swing trader. That's all I'll say. You're one of the best swing traders I've ever seen in my life. I just want to say that. Your return was ridiculous, and I'm embarrassed by my return. Although, let's remember, that was a short-term challenge and not a long-term investment challenge, okay? <laughs> let's see these stocks in three years, okay? Let's see that. That's all. You know, what I, you know what I think it is, actually, Kevin? I want to see your returns because, I mean, it's no surprise. Tesla is a component of it. Let's just, I just well, let's get that out in the open here, okay? This is yeah. a component of it. Tesla's up a ton. If Tesla were not in your portfolio, leading the way, how much would it be up? I guess we would have to calculate that. But yeah, uh, I would have to try that. Now they equally balance it, uh, fool, right? I'm pretty sure they do. They assume if it's five stocks, it's twenty percent each. Yes. Uh, so uh, did none of you put Tesla in as one of them? No. Nope. 
Well, that was your it's first crazy. mistake. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what? But but I didn't want to pick the same stocks as all of you guys. I wanted to pick stocks that were unique to me. And I didn't want to just be like, oh, well, Kevin's doing Tesla. I'm going to do Tesla too. I wanted mm-hmm. mine to be uh, unique, you know, different. Thinking outside the well, box. Well, you got different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, go right. to... Uh, fool.com slash mm challenge uh, to see who uh, who won. Uh, I can't even get it. I'm trying to get it to load. Uh, for me, I don't know what it is with my internet today, but I've got two internets. One of them's working, the other one's not, and it's just driving me nuts. So anyway, you guys talk a, about something. We should get a crypto sponsor that does the same thing, but like a crypto contest to see Ooh. if it could be. That would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, I mean, hey, I'm the front I, man for the billionaires, yeah. by the way. If you guys are wondering what this wow. is, is my Halloween costume and I'm I might make a video on Friday about uh representing billionaire interests. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Well, how about this? Ooh. Speaking of a, a crypto challenge, I am up uh gosh, I'm up almost double, almost a hundred percent on my Shiba investment as of like two weeks ago. I uh so for every like uh, my previous video got on Shiba Inu. I think it was called The Truth of One Cent Shiba Inu. I said, for everyone that likes that video, within the first week, I'm going to invest five cents into Shiba Inu. And every single time I've done this in the past, I've lost money. I did this with AMC. And uh, and all of this is for, you know, just in good fun. So I'm not like seriously trying to turn this into a crazy investment. But AMC is down like 30, 35%. Dogecoin, when I did this, uh, it was towards the peak of Dogecoin. It's all in good fun. And I just said, I'm just going to buy it and hold it. Dogecoin, I'm down probably another 35%. Shiba, I was expecting, like, hey, every time I do this, I'm down 35%. I'm just prepared to lose money here. Uh, I've never lost money with Shiba. <laughs> it's insane. So I, I invest like 7500 bucks uh, for, for like 100 and something thousand likes. And now it's worth like 15 grand. Wow. Wow. Isn't that partially because it's just such a small cap crypto and it's just so easy to move it and people are, it's just so easy to pump it at this point. Yeah. I mean, listen, I wouldn't, as far as the, as far as pumping, no, because when, I mean, I, cause I was curious, I really wanted to make sure that first of all, my video was definitely not a pump. It was very not, if, if anything, my video is more cautionary about like, Hey, you could lose a lot of money here. Um, yeah, no, my, like when you watch the chart, it didn't go up really until like a few days after, but it seems like some, some big money is behind Shiba right now, investing a lot of money. And that's, that's what's pushing up the price. So you're, yeah. you're saying you didn't pump, but are you saying you're going to dump? No, no, I'd listen. I'll, 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 I would be lying if I, if I said that I was not tempted to sell because for anything to almost double in price in like two weeks, I think it, it, any rational investor would look at this objectively and say, is that sustainable? Could this keep going? Uh, but I'm not going to. Uh, I, the, the purpose of buying in five cents for every like was to hold it long term. And I got to say, I bought in Dogecoin for fun on the podcast, $1,000, when it was a third of a cent. And at the peak, that $1,000 would have been worth $150,000. And I thought it was... Listen, I thought it was silly right afterwards. I was like, why am I putting $1,000 in this? And I sold it. I didn't need the money. It was just, I don't know why. So I look back at the Dogecoin investment thinking I I was very stupid to sell that. 
And I'm not going to, I don't want to make the same mistake with Shiva. Unless I need the money, there's no point for me to sell it. I'm just gonna so, so I guess everyone is just super excited about it going to a penny. Is that kind of like uh, the thing that it's like Shiba Inu to a penny, right? I'm just trying to do some quick math right now. And... It's a lot. Yeah. For so hold on. Call, call me crazy. Call me crazy. Hold on. I just did the math. So $1 divided by the current price of each, which is 0.00004839, right? That is 20,785x from now, um, which is a $20 billion market cap. <laughs> so if you multiply... Uh, They're not 20, billion. Tr- wait, what? Trillion, right? No. Because right now, right now it's... Uh, what's the market wait, cap what? of Shiva? No, is, it's is billion. A... It's not trillion. No, it's billion. 19 billion. Yeah, the, yeah, the market cap now. Are we talking about for it to get to a penny, though? Yeah, so you got to multiply the 20,000 times, right. uh, I guess, yeah. 20, billion 20 billion times what? Times 5 times 10 times what? What is that? <laughs> okay, so point zero. A lot. Yeah. Oh, hold on. So, market cap 20 billion times 5. Well, I mean, look 10. at this way. The market cap of Shiba Inu right now is $18 billion. Dollars. Nineteen. Uh, for it to move 19. one, two, three, four decimal places at at, at least three or four decimal places, even three decimal places would make that one hundred eighty, uh, one point eight, uh, and uh, eighteen trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of a lot. <laughs> well, listen, it doesn't mean it can't reach one tenth of one tenth of a cent. <laughs> you know. Hey. So if yeah. we start to get realistic about the price, are we going to get like a ton of haters saying like, oh, you guys are just not believers? Or is this? Here's the thing. Uh, I, I would say a little bit of a yes, but I also never would have expected Dogecoin to be at 26 cents and, and yeah. holding there ever. When when Dogecoin was trading for a third of a cent, I remember looking at the chart when I bought back, when I bought in, thinking, this is crazy. It, it's already up. A thousand, two thousand percent from a year ago, and I'm buying at like the peak here at a third of a cent, thinking anything else was crazy. I think it yeah. just goes straight. You can't predict it. And even though I would agree, I mean, multi-trillion dollars is a, is is a lot. It's almost like you you can't predict that. And so what if you if you aim for the stars, but you you know you hit the moon instead? It's still good when you when you think of it from that perspective would you guys ever consider just yoloing i don't know ten thousand twenty thousand dollars into just like random small market cap cryptos like that uh yeah yeah we've talked about that before yeah like just put a hundred dollars in like all like those small ones right i i honestly think I mean, it depends on the, the whole market, right? But if you would have done that, let's say last year, there's there's no way you wouldn't be up a massive amount, right? Like get a crazy ROI on that. If you just put $100, let's say in the, the, the number 100th most popular crypto at this time last year, the number 200, you're guaranteed to make a huge profit pretty much. Yeah. What do you guys, what would you guys pick as your parameters for picking some of the good ones? So you like know what? Meme, this is, this is. Actually, perfect. Uh, I did a video analyzing this. There's this. Uh, it's uh, this newsletter. It's called Market Sentiment, and it's this guy who just spends his time analyzing just the, the most obscure things. And he analyzed 
cryptocurrency since 2013 and which ones did the best and which ones didn't, he determined that the vast majority of coins underperform or lose money. It was like 60%. So if you buy into any random, you, you have a 60% chance of losing money right off the bat. The winners, it was only, th- I think it was only like two or 3% of the winners ended up accounting for the majority of the gain in terms of the cryptocurrency market. And of those winners, almost all of it was isolated to Bitcoin, Ethereum. And so uh-huh. th- their statistic was basically, if you're going to do something like that, it's best to invest in the top 10 coins equally on a regular basis. Uh, but if you're not going to do the top 10, then it's so far, it's just been Bitcoin, Ethereum since 2016 or since 2013. Yeah. Wow. Sounds right. <laughs> so. That sounds so, right. Yeah, so just That's investing right. a whole bunch of money in random altcoins, most likely more than half are not going to do well. Or they're going to – or what was it? It uh, had gained less than like 2% in value since inception. I mean it really wasn't much. Mm. I've actually What's changed my, my allocation buying strategy. So right now I'm buying uh, $1,000 a day of VTI and $1,000 a day of Ethereum um, on Ooh. just – Auto buy on Voyager. That's all I'm doing right now. So about 60K a month between stocks and just crypto, mostly Ethereum. Wait, but why are you using Voyager? You're paying fees like crazy. Are you trying hey. to bail Jeremy out? Kevin, why don't, you mind your, why don't you mind your business, okay? First off. Second off, Andre, you're the man. Go ahead, Andre. <laughs> I actually really like Voyager. So I just connected my account and it lets me just dollar cost average. And I love that. Because I tried doing that on Coinbase Pro and I forget, I forget to log on every day and I forget to throw in that money and I just miss out. And so, you know what? I, that's fine. That's a tiny price to pay. I don't think the fees are outrageously high or ridiculous. Um, well, you but you could do it on Robinhood and the fees would be even better than they would be on Coinbase. But yeah, not but your key until they get those wallets. But I don't want my coins stuck in Robinhood, first of all. And second of all, Robinhood gives me nothing in interest rate, whereas Voyagers give me substantial amounts. It's like, I think, 5%. So okay. I don't know. Robinhood is just not there yet. I I wish it was. Oh, how long have they been promising us crypto wallets? Like, let's go. <laughs> ah, forever now. I don't know. What about well, you guys? Well, Are you guys buying anything? Hey, wh- what happened with Robinhood earnings real quick before we change oh. the subject there, Kevin? Yeah, disaster. Bad. But we all saw that coming. I, I don't I don't think I don't, it should have been a surprise. I listen, I I'm neutral on Robinhood. And uh I invested money in Robinhood because I think yeah. just on a broad scale, like a lot of people don't care about payment for order flow. They're not on YouTube, they're not on Reddit, they're everyday investors, they want a simple platform to use. And Robinhood is right now almost like the go-to is download robin on guys it's like everyone uses it so i was expecting yes there's no way we're going to have the same volume and momentum as we did back january february march dogecoin just came out of nowhere that made up a significant portion of the revenue we knew that wasn't sustainable um we knew that was going to normalize and come down but i didn't expect it to be as bad as it is and for the reaction to be as as instantaneous um as it is so uh Oh. I don't know. Long term, I think there's so many verticals that they could still expand into, even though it's easy to say, oh, you just hate Robinhood. I mean, listen, I'm neutral about it. I, I don't care either way. But um, I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. Kevin, what do you think? Because you have, you have more money than I do in Robinhood. 
Uh, yeah, I do. Um, it, look, it's um, uh, it's not good. Their their user growth. What really happened? Here's what happened. Okay, Robinhood is a company that pumped up their user base in January with affiliate marketing. They got every influencer under the sun on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram to pitch Robinhood conveniently right before the IPO. Then they do their IPO. No more affiliate program. Affiliate program gone. Mm -hmm. So look, there's always going to be attrition of users. Apps are always going to have users find a new app and then people brokerage transfer out of the app. That's always going to happen. Problem is you're taking Robinhood from this, what's almost like a pumped up inflated level. And now you're kind of shrinking to normal. It's kind of like a balloon that, that was full. Then they overinflated it to make it look more attractive for the IPO. And now it's kind of shrinking back to normal a little bit. That's my expectation. Uh, I, I don't know that this would um, sort of be a long-term uh, disastrous catalyst. It makes me wonder, is this sort of like rock bottom potentially? So, yeah, uh, Kevin, Kevin, can you remind us how much money you have in this stock, the hood? Well, uh, now, uh, where it is now, <laughs> um, I don't know, 800, 900K. Okay, so so my question to you is, you know, unless this is just a super long-term play, you know, like we see firsthand, this, the, the people that are into the stock market right now are very core people. The, the views are gone. It's very clear. Oh, yeah. The views in the stock market community are gone. So you know there's not going to be new people signed up. So why not get out of the hood, say, Rip I'm dipping out. out of this stock, and go put that money in Tesla like you love or just any other stock for that matter? Yeah, you know, I might do that. I might just sell calls, uh, you know, especially if we get like a volatility bump, just sell calls against the position or like half of it. And if I get called out, then F it, you know, and take my yeah. money somewhere else. Because it sounds like you, you, we have two issues, right? We have the short-term issues, which is just like a lack of interest in the stock market. But we have yeah. a second issue, which sounds like you have a distrust of the management team, which is something I always look at. And that's usually a bad thing if you got distrust of the management team, because you're looking at it as like they kind of finessed everybody. They pumped up the numbers right before IPO, and now they pulled the, the, the carpet there. And it, it's just, you know, you kind of feel a little shafted. It sounds like at least a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, would you see this as a would you see this as a buying opportunity though, or do, or do you think that realistically you're going to see more of the same throughout this the rest of the year? Um, I think that when they come out with the crypto wallet and they then start getting competitive uh, again with fees, people are going to. I think I think Robinhood and and maybe they do another affiliate drive. I think they can bail themselves out of this. The GameStop thing will be then almost a year old. They do crypto wallets and then a massive marketing campaign to get crypto people over. Uh, I think they will do very, very well if they do that. I think they'll yeah. do very, very well very quickly because Coinbase Pro is complicated. Voyager is a ripoff. Uh, BlockFi charges a lot of fees as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, like if you wanted to get ripped off more, you could always invest in Tattoo Chef. But beyond that, uh, look, Robinhood, they have the best crypto pricing, hands down. Nobody wants to buy on Robinhood because like you guys say, you, your crypto's locked up over there. I get that. You can't buy stuff with it. You can't stake it. Totally get it. Uh, and and uh, they need to get with it. If they can innovate and get these things, it's not even innovating anymore at this point. It's catching up. If they can catch up in the next six months, great. Uh, if they're going to drag this out for the next two or three years, they're just going to flounder. 
Here's what I'm thinking, Kevin, because uh, when they do wallets, initially I was thinking this is really good for Robinhood. Uh, people would feel comfortable to purchase crypto on the platform. They can move it out. But then I'm also thinking, wait a second. Let's say that someone's using Robinhood to buy their crypto, and all of a sudden they got a wallet. Couldn't that also mean that all of a sudden they can move their money off the platform? And now that they're off the platform, maybe they don't use it as much because everyone yeah, that bought sure. Dogecoin I, on the platform I think the ins- is there. I think the, inflow would, I think the inflow would far exceed the outflow. I think the okay. amount of customers they would gain as a result of having wallet access would be far, far more than the people would, that would leave them. Yeah. Um, I, I guess. Yeah. I think the only way Robinhood could really do this is is by integrating cryptocurrency more because uh, they're making. I think I think the profit margins in crypto so much higher. Uh, if 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 they're able to get on some of these cryptocurrencies on hype, like let's say Shiba, if they were to release Shiba in the next like few days or by the end of the week, guaranteed everyone would be. Uh, First of all, happy that cheap is on there, but uh, that could also be reflected in their stock price. And if they take the Coinbase approach of then getting into NFTs, and there's so many different ways that they could go into that, yes, uh, I think they have a good chance. But yeah, but you're right, so Kevin. It's like it's just on execution whether or not they're kind of stuck and slow to make any changes. Which now that they're publicly traded, I'm sure there's so many other complications in, in adding these things than before. It Maybe that's going to be back. I don't know. Yeah, Andre, I have a question for you. Um, I want you to explain to our, our swing trader um, why exactly it is a huge advantage for somebody like yourself that has a lot of money in crypto to be with Voyager versus be with Robinhood. Because I just don't think they quite get it in, in this whole ripped off thing. Wouldn't you get more ripped off by being with Robinhood? Don't you make a lot well, more money like- by being with Voyager? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, swing trader Kevin. When's your course coming out? I want to learn how to swing trade like you 24% in a month. Holy smokes. <laughs> well, Get I think Kevin's a different animal, right? I don't think the way that Kevin buys is how most people would buy their crypto. I mean, maybe for, for Kevin, if the fee is, you know, like a, an extra half of a half of a quarter of a percent, he's paying a ton of money because like, he has literally million dollar positions in, in stocks and crypto. I, I don't have that. So for me, the fees aren't that, they don't hurt me as much. And I think for the average person, I don't think it's a, a massive deal, but I think in Kevin's case, he could be losing tens of thousands of dollars. So for him, it makes sense that he chases the absolute cheapest uh, yeah. platform. No, in, in, I have yeah. to say, yeah. it's got really good reviews on the app store. I'm impressed. Like yeah. it apparently has grown very well, because I don't think yeah. it used to have this many great reviews. Yeah, and, and it's got great staking products. It's uh, the only thing I'll say against Voyager, and I talked to their CEO about this. I actually got to meet him here in Vegas. Is uh, And he, he'll admit this. He'll be the first person to tell you that. I, I asked him, I was like, what is your biggest weakness that you would like to work on? And he says customer service. And it's legit. It is. I believe it or not, I emailed their team and I asked them, Hey guys, I'd love to work with you. Like to any capacity, would you guys have me? Let's, let's do some kind of maybe partnership or something. And they never got back to me. And I was like, okay. So I tweeted the CEO yeah. and he got back to me before their team did, which goes yeah. to show you like if their team didn't notice me and like the opportunity that maybe we could have had together, and their CEO did, that just goes to show you for the average person, I don't think they're going to prioritize them very much. So I can't in good conscience recommend it until people have good support. And I just don't think they're there yet. 
I, I hope Steve sees this video because I would tell him, like, what are you doing, Steve? Like, they, they have this phenomenal thing. It's number 28 on the App Store in the finance community or whatever. They're spending money on NASCAR cars. You need to be doing partnerships with people like Andre and other big influencers. Like, Steve, wake up, get your team woken up there, push users, right. and don't I'll sponsor do this. If, NASCAR fans. If Steve watches this video and if he gets back to us, I want to invite him to the uh, – uh, my podcast to sweat talk and see if uh, he wants to do that. That would be awesome. What's and sweat talk? It's, it's a new podcast. I haven't launched it yet, but it's, it's, it's in my sauna. It's basically where I invite people to go in the sauna for like 20 minutes with me and podcast. Make it. Like, yes. Nude. A hundred percent. It's no. <laughs> I thought that was just us, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, it won't You're be. Wondering new. why I haven't posted the house tour yet? I don't want to get demonetized. Oh, where is that? Hey, where is that house tour? Are you still posting that? I'll post it. Yeah, I should have posted it on Sunday. I'll post it this weekend. I really like it. It's just the filming wasn't good. So like, like the content's great, but like the audio and video was. So I'm just like, I'm a little embarrassed by that, but I'm just gonna do it because it the content's great. Yeah, I think it was it was a good video, but uh, anyway, where were we? <laughs> Yeah, we were just Trying talking to decide about how many ads to put in that video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Voyager. You're yeah. missing out on Voyager. I'm telling you right now, you are missing out. Uh, so. Well, yeah, but Andre, what you got to understand is when you make 24% a month, you know, uh, from stocks, like Mr. Kevin, wow. you know, it's like you don't really need to even worry about a little that, money. That, that's not fair. That was, I think, Hundred percent, pretty much, because of Tesla. That was that was. If you Tesla know what? I actually, Andre. I have to say, uh, there were now that I'm now that I remember, there were a few stocks in there that just were just skyrocketing. Really? Yeah, if if you download, uh, if you go to what is what is it? Uh, fool dot com slash what is it? Meet Kevin or metkevin dot com slash fool. Metkevin.com slash full. There were three stocks that I could think of off the top of my head that performed similar to Tesla in the last two weeks. Hmm. And these were stocks that uh, that Kevin had mentioned in the past. Oh, I got to so sign up to TV? I, I, felt the, I felt the same way. I was like, it's just Tesla. Yeah. But uh, there, there were two others that I could think of. Uh, I swear, I really just wanted to give them like just a bunch of random small cap stocks just to see how they would do. And just, <laughs> you, should, I, you know what? If we could do this challenge again, which we, I think we should, I we think should. we should do the challenge again and then we got a rematch all or, all or nothing. Yeah. Except we can't invest like our grandpa style. We got to like just go hard on it. <laughs> you can't, you can't pick ETFs. You can't pick. Why, like, why can't we at least do a one year challenge? You know, I understand three years a little bit, but come on, just a year, a month is so like fluctuating. Yeah. Unless you're a professional swing trader, like some people, uh, yeah. outside of that scenario, you know, it's tough to make, yeah. a, make a return. In a now, in fairness, though, in fairness to Jeremy, a lot of this does depend on whether or not you sell and whether or not you actually take profits at these levels that, that Kevin's portfolio has generated. Right. So, because I actually remember when when this is one of my biggest regrets too. But when Tesla went, uh, it hit almost a thousand dollars a share in two thousand early two thousand twenty, I think it was. Um, I sold off half, and for the following three months, everybody was like, "Graham, you were right." 
You were right. you, you peaked the, you you hit the peak of the market. You were so smart. How did you know? And then everyone was going to Kevin's videos. Kevin, you were so stupid for not selling. You should have watched Graham's. Graham sold, and then Kevin was like, "Oh, you know what? Kevin bought more. Believe it or not, it's like nine hundred. He was buying more, and I was selling at nine hundred. Everyone's like." Kevin bought the shares that Graham just sold for a profit. <laughs> Kevin's an idiot. And I remember this lasted for three months. And guess what? Uh, I sold half. I was right. But when it dipped, I never bought back in. And then by the time I ended up buying back in, it was higher than where I had sold. I would have been better oh, off God. taking Kevin's approach. Not Ke- doing anything yeah, Kevin, when did, when did you first start buying Tesla, Kevin? Jeremy, uh, don't Tesla. interrupt Kevin. He's editing a, a video right now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's researching his next swing trade honestly <laughs> i was trying to go on the fool to see what the stocks were uh and and it was taking me a while because i got like three things here and, and loading things has been a little challenging but uh i just looked at them up i looked at them and, and you're right yeah there there are um uh well and if you include today there's one that did not do so well uh fell maybe 10 percent uh over the time frame the others have including today if you include today all of the, the other four have exploded. That's what she well, said. But whatever. Yeah. Um, what what were we talking about? Yeah, because I, I was I, trying to look that up and I just got. I it. asked uh, <laughs> when when did you first buy Tesla? What year? Oh, you know when I really first started getting into Tesla was around the same time that I made my when I got my HSA, uh, my health savings account. I'll pull that up, uh, yeah. and then I could tell you. I, I probably have some trades before that, but I'll, I'll find out and I'll get back. You, to you. you think it was like 2017, 2018? Not that oh. early. I, maybe 18. Because uh, okay, I bought my car at the end of 17. So I would say like early 18, but I, I have to figure it out and I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. So the, the point I'm trying to make is, is, you know, both of us got in 18, 19. I had to wait at least a year before Tesla even started to go up at all. And I think that's just a good lesson for folks out there is a lot of times with, you know, stocks, you have to wait a while. It's not like you invest in it unless you got Kevin's uh, four magical stocks he picked here. It's usually not like that, right? You have to wait a while. And so I think nope, that's it's important. always like that. Yeah, it's always like that. <laughs> Dang it. No, and, and, and Andre, I think you're a good example of that, too. I, I don't know how long you've been holding Bitcoin, but Bitcoin went through. Uh, what a, a three-year bear cycle pretty much and now yeah. look at it it's like you know you had a if you would have been talking about bitcoin from 2018 to 2020 pretty much or at least the beginning part of 2020 you looked like a lot of people would be saying you're an idiot right unless oh, they were core bitcoin fans and absolutely. yeah i mean look at the price and look at the price now it's like you know what's funny the longer i invest and the longer i spot those kind of opportunities it's crazy how much how evident it becomes, like how obvious it becomes that certain investments you make through certain cycles, you're like, of course, this is going to triple from here. Like with Bitcoin, I mean, if you were around since 2014 or even 2017 and you would have seen the cycle, like that's what made people learn about what Bitcoin was. And if you had learned about it then, you would have kept it because you knew exactly that it was going to happen again. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like it's like that with, with Tesla. I, I know it's been through crazy cycles too. And you've been holding yeah. it since forever, Jeremy. So, I mean, you, you kind of thought it from a long time ago. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that were in Tesla a long time before I was that I've met over time, you know, that got in like 2014, 2015. And some of those people had to wait three, four, five years to get gains because from 2014 ish to about 2019, the stock did nothing. Absolutely nothing. The company made tremendous progress, but it did nothing, right? And so, man, 
you're holding for a long time just to get a lot of hate and then but obviously look how it turned out so um, i think it, i think at the end of the day a lot of it's just looking at are they making underlying progress there with their their company let's say if it's a stock right and if the stock's doing nothing but the company's just going like this eventually the stock price is going to go there it's just a matter of time right so right. Hmm. yeah it was January of uh, 2019 is at least when I did my HSA. And I, uh, what was it? I put in our HSA and my retirement account that year, I put everything in Tesla. And then for Lauren, I put everything in Apple. And it was like $6,900 three times. Once for the HSA. And I don't know, maybe it was like $5,000 something for the retirement accounts, but whatever. Uh, and uh, the Tesla one, I, don't, I thought I've shown you guys this before. No? I think Wait, so. Kevin, You've definitely how, shown it before. How did you You've make an HSA? Again. I've been looking at making one. How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, you have to have well? a high deductible health plan. Uh, I know. So, Where did you get one? Well, you go to metkevin.com slash lively, of course. Andre, you can make an HSA at almost any brokerage. It's really Lively easy. is Kevin. cool. They set up, they do all the complicated crap for you. And then they just give you a TD Ameritrade login. Like this was a fluky thing, but I bought this. So January 9th of 2019, I picked up uh, Tesla and these shares of Zillow. So 115 shares of Tesla and three shares of Zillow. And I never touched the account since then. So it's just been, you know, almost three years now. And it's turned into like 170K, which is insane. Uh, And we can pull that out, you know, like tax-free for medical expenses or fertility or, or whatever. That's great. Yeah, and, and I remember you were you were for sure in in 2018. I remember Kevin because I remember you, I Graham, so. and I. You yeah, you Graham and I. We went for sushi at Hiroba Sushi, and you guys gave me crap because I was still using a debit card at that time. You're like, what are you doing? You need to use a credit card. And I remember walking into the restaurant, and you go, man, what's going on with Tesla? Because Tesla was going through a tough time at that time. You're like, what's going on with Tesla? And, you know, I was like, hey, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so you definitely must have owned Tesla at that time because you were a concerned shareholder. Let's call it, it that. Was, I would say I was a frustrated car owner uh, okay. because the car the car was garbage when I got it. It's, uh, you know, I I used to have to turn my car – I used to have to call customer service – and they would tell me, uh, not like hard reset stuff. They would literally tell me, okay, get out of the car, walk five minutes away from the car. Once you've walked five minutes away and your key is a far enough distance away, turn around and walk back, and then the car should start. And it was like, I had to do that like five or six times. And I'm like, I bought a lemon. I mean, I got so many errors. And there are videos on YouTube about some of the errors. I would get errors every freaking day. It was a complete lemon the first three to six months that I owned it. It was pretty bad. Wow. But I actually... You know, the faith, the faith got better as they started doing the software updates and things started getting fixed. I'm like, oh, wow, the car was it was was honestly a blessing in disguise because I saw the car go from lemon to amazing through software updates. And I'm like, oh, damn. (laughs) Wait, speaking of lemons, uh, tell me about Sheeb. (laughs) Tell me about exactly how it works. Um, What do you guys know about it? What makes it so special? Because I actually had this conversation with Pro the Dogecoin Millionaire, and he really dislikes Shiba Inu. 
I mean, I'm I'm impartial. I don't have an opinion of on it. Course, but of course, he dislikes it because it's it's taking momentum away from Dogecoin. From Dogecoin, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it reason. was designed it was designed to be a Dogecoin killer on on their yeah. website. So that's that's one of his frustrations. Yeah. So so okay. So as we all know, Dogecoin was started as a joke. It started off as a joke through a meme, and it just eventually evolved, and it became the Dogecoin we all love today. Shiba Inu, on the other hand came up, uh, I believe it was mid-2020, and uh, it was kind of riding off the coattails of the Dogecoin challenge on TikTok. So Dogecoin was was pumped basically on TikTok, uh, saw some traction. Shiba Inu came off as, as a joke of a joke. And Shiba Inu was basically just, we're going to overtake Dogecoin, and you're going to be able to make more money with our coin at a, at a lower price than Dogecoin. That's it. That, that, that's the entire premise. And so I think at this point, a lot of people were like, ah, oh, crap, I missed out on Dogecoin, but I have a chance with Shiba Inu. That's really what's driving it at this point. I don't know. I think it's got a little bit more. I mean, think about like they're, they're Ethereum based, right? So you can do smart contracts and it just right. opens up the world, right? Like they did. The, I got pissed off with the whole like a Shitoshi NFT drop. But I think there's some cool things about this whole NFT world. And uh, see, I admit that I'm a crypto novice, but every single day I'm reading and learning about crypto. And it's, it is this never-ending deep dive is what it feels like. But uh, sheep can do a whole lot more than Doge can, even though you're right. Like it started off as, as that joke off of Doge, right? Yeah, that's very true. But I think, I think at this point right now, it, it's pumping – for the sake of pumping, people are buying in because they have a bit of FOMO that it, that it keeps going up. There's so, rumors about potentially being listed on Robinhood. A lot of upsides for people to buy in and quickly double their money if they time it right. But it's also my, something, my, I mean, you could just as easily see it drop 90%. My, my biggest criticism of it, it isn't anything that it does or doesn't do. It's just that I think right now people are buying into that hopium. And uh, when we get the next bear cycle... People are going to get wrecked so hard in these altcoins, um, and they're going to exit. They're going to they're going to leave because all of these conversations that we're having it's like an echo of 2017. People are talking about like, yeah, but this new coin it's based on different algorithms. You know, this is not blockchain. This is trilineal math. It's just like all these crazy but words. You know what? And the difference, the difference between now and back then. I think back then people were all about the tech. They were all about this new project is going to change everything. Now I feel like it's just about momentum. This thing has the momentum right now. It's going up. It, it, it's less about the project and more about just where where is the momentum going? Where's the attention going? You're marketing yourself, Andre, yeah. on this one, like wholeheartedly, uh, because I, you know, I did a video, for example, on uh, Solana, and I was comparing the the tech uh, to Ethereum, and uh, you know the the comments are so passionate about, yeah. yeah, well, you think that's good. Look how fast we can do transactions on this network. Or, yeah. you know, look how fast, like, look at the decentralization of this versus yours. Like, how many of your decentralized validators are actually owned by the same person? You know, and it's like, I, I, here's the thing, though. I could see where you could also be right, and I think you actually are also right, Graham, in that, 
to some degree, I don't know that the reason matters as much as the momentum. See, it's kind of like GameStop. The SEC, believe them or not, as far as you could throw them, you know, I probably can't believe them. But anyway, they, they make this argument that it wasn't the short interest of GameStop that made it run. It was that people wanted to hold GameStop. If their reason for holding it was a short interest, fine, they're still a holder. Other hodler, right? Same thing with maybe these other coins. If your reason for being a diamond hander is you think the technology is better or the blockchain's better or this, that, or whatever, it has better NFTs, who cares? Fine, you're still a hodler. You're taking market uh, supply away, which drives price up. Uh, and so to some degree, say whatever you want about why you're holding it. As long as you're holding, you're supporting. Uh, and the- so, uh, Andre, I want to ask you, I I did not participate at all in this 2017 thing. I am very curious to hear why you think this is starting to echo 2017. Uh, I, I I would love for you to go deep on that because that's fascinating. I mean, there is really not that much depth to it. It's just that it becomes of like a race to the bottom. It's like here's this new thing. It's ch- without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keeper, right? We made a trillion of these, and the, the price is point zero 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 one. Don't you want to be an early adopter who has millions of these? And so, of course, people buy in, and let's say it's got a fancy, cute name, or it's got a dog or a cat or whatever it is, and people buy into this momentum, like you said, but they hold on to it thinking that there is some bigger picture to it when it's not. It's just a brief kind of like a flash in the pan, and it's gone. And that's what happened in 2017. It's just like, it was like a race to the bottom. Like who could, you know, mine is faster, more transactions, more decentralized. And, and it just, and it exploded. yeah, same thing. And it's happening again. And, and when things go south, the sucky part is that people are going to be holding on to their Doge coins and their Shiba Inus. Meanwhile, they're going to lose like 99% of their value. Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to drop 80%, but they'll recover. And there's no telling that the ones from this cycle are going to recover in the future because the ones from the previous cycles, like the NEO, the, uh, you could say the XRP, you could see the IOTAs, they did not recover. They did not wow. pump in that cycle. So, so the narrative was lost. And so people, it, it just sucks to see people invest long term into these momentum trades is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and that's, like, that's my like biggest. Whack. <laughs> what is that? The Trump's back. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. But, you know, if anything, it just kind of takes away from the narrative of what Bitcoin and Ethereum is trying to achieve. Um, Mm. And so it's just a shame. But people are going to lose a lot of money. And I think for now it's fine to participate in these. Just I don't think that people think long term. They they just get lost in the nuance of the technology and the brand and the marketing and they just gonna they're gonna lose a lot of money. So, so that's that's my prediction. But is it a fair comparison to say say that maybe Ethereum could kind of be like the financial plumbing, where Bitcoin could be the financial gold or or like the reserve? Yeah, sure. 
and then all the others you think are just noise to try to be a better mostly ethereum is is my understanding isn't i don't right. see but anyone see the- really trying to be a better bitcoin although there are folks trying to adopt uh features of bitcoin like the deflationary right. aspect but beyond that well the thing about ethereum is and this is like the problem when you you talk about tech is that there is virtually nothing that ethereum can't do either now or at some point in the future really quick, that- we're getting a reverb from somebody i'm not sure where it's coming from well we won't know uh, andre I hear me, it might be from you andre I, just say, I, I, yeah. I love when you go deep you're going really deep andre keep going that's what she said all right <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know where I was. You were um, just deep. Keep going. All right. I think I was saying technology-wise, and, and it's I'm seeing all these guys like compete on tech, and and crypto is a software at the end of the day. It's 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 upgradable software, and so you're you're banking on like a bunch of random people you've never met, you don't know anything about, they have no track record to beat a technology that's been around for almost ten years, like Ethereum. And you, you think you're really going to like outperform it? You're going to beat it? You're going to use something or going to create something that Ethereum can't implement in the future? I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think very few cryptos will exist in five to 10 years. It'll be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and maybe like two or three others. Everything else will just, it, it'll be a continuation of these promises and things. And people are still going to swing trade, but I, I think yeah. we're in for trouble in the next. We have, uh, we, have, we have that in the stock market all the time. You know, like everybody wants but to not- but not okay. to that degree, but it's so weird, mm-hmm. man, because with stocks, people don't really get into the nuance. And I don't know what it is about crypto, but almost every single person that buys into crypto, they do some like pretty significant amount of research. Like they'll dive a little deeper and they'll they'll sound like they know what they're talking about. And they'll be like, yeah, but like Kevin said, it's just like a never ending hole that you just dig yourself into and, and then you emerge thinking like wow i i know i know why this is the best now and this has happened again and again with iota and so many other ones like and i'm not saying like i'm so smart i know this i i was a i was a victim of that myself in 2017 i bought into so many of these thinking that they're going to change the world right but they didn't and chances are whatever people are investing in yoloing their money into these swing trades probably won't either and then the question becomes, do you think they're going to be around in the next cycle? Pre- previously, from what we've learned from past history, no, they probably won't. There will be something else that will be more relevant. Because w- what is the language of all of these cryptos? Memes, right? And memes constantly change. They constantly evolve. And so I- I'm just not so sure that that meme is going to be relevant a couple years from now. There will be a new language of memes. And so that's that's my only real, I guess, uh, struggle with all of this but kevin i can't hear you kevin's kevin you're muted hey you go. tell me if the reverb comes back because i muted my mic just to test it um it could be because the connection's being weird by me but anyway as soon as the momentum is gone it's almost impossible to get the same initial degree of momentum to ever come back like that game style momentum in my opinion is more likely to never come back the way it did then, ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's 
I have a hard time like diversifying beyond Bitcoin and Ethereum just because I've I've been through it once or twice before and like I it, it's just the same game, it's the same conversations. I'm seeing it again and again. I think that's a very interesting concept uh, and and uh, I mean honestly, you should make a video on it. If you don't, I want to make a video on it. But the danger is you'll end up getting called Mr. Fudd. Right. Of, of course. And and that's what we talked about with Pro, right? And where I, I talked to him about a video I made about like Safe Moon, where I made a video basically just cautioning people, just be careful. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying don't invest in it, just understand that it might be something that's here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. And people called me an idiot. They were like, you're, you're just spreading FUD. I had like several people who just have built a YouTube channel around Safe Moon call me out, make a video about me. And the whole army of, I want to say, like, at least 10,000 people just just destroy that video. Did you delete and, it? No, I still have it up. When did you uh, post that? Safe Moon? Uh, a couple months back. And since April then... April 23rd, the truth about Safe Moon coin. You shouted yeah. it. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because after that video, about a month later, it, it did run, but... Since then, it's down. Since where 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 you uh, where you made your video, this is uh, this is the roller coaster you would have embarked in, Andre. Your video appears to have been what April twenty third, so somewhere right around there, you know, kind of probably right, right after this run up over here, something like this. Right. So to get back to that level, you got to get back to. Well, let me see if I get a little trading view here. You got to get back up a lot higher. Let me put it that way. This <laughs> loads. So, so anyway, the point I was trying to say is that yeah. people gave me a lot of credit for, you know, calling it out or just calling it just like, oh, good job. You knew all along that it was a scam or whatever it was. And, and I just thought to myself, I, I don't think I was right. It's just that when you invest into something with the expectation of just like from a, from a money perspective, just, just from a price perspective, you're, you're, you're going to lose money. And and so just people gave me a lot of credit that I don't think I deserve because it just depends on what timeline we pick. If you would have said, Andre, you bought Bitcoin at 15000 20000 you, you idiot. <laughs> Look how much it dropped. It dropped at $3,000. So it, it's funny because you could pick and choose whatever timeline you want. But sure. if you invest in something based on just the price alone, then you have no idea what you're buying. And I think most people are buying cryptos in that way with, with this momentum in mind. And I don't know who's right or wrong. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I just feel like it's very hard to be objective about really anything as far as crypto goes. Like at what point do you call it wrong? Cause you could be wrong at any point. Just depends on the timeline you pick. Yeah. You're always going to have a segment of folks that are chasing returns. I think in any financial market, I think you're going to have a certain amount of people that do a certain amount of research, right? It could be, um, you know, they could want the, the project to succeed a crypto. They could have, you know, AMC GameStop. They wanted to, you know, those stocks to succeed, you know, succeed to um, stick it to Citadel and, and the, the shorts and whatnot. Right. And so I think that that's sometimes what it comes down to. And other times it's just people are looking to get that Dogecoin return. Right. They're looking to get the next uh, Shiba Inu. Right. They're, and they're looking for that next crazy return that's going to change your life and take 500 bucks and put it into a half mil. Right. So I think that's just a certain amount of investors you get out there. And I I don't think it ever goes away. You're right, Andre. It goes in cycles. 
Um, but it, it never truly goes away because you're always going to have, and a lot of times it's newer folks. I remember my first stock I ever bought, I think was a biopharmaceutical stock that I had no clue about, but it was some hype uh, PDL biopharma or something. And it was like, you know, you're, you're brand new getting into something. You're like, I got 200 bucks. What can I put it in? That's going to get me to 400. So, right. And, and I guess the, the point of the video is it's, it's just stop thinking about, stop thinking about it in terms of price, because if you do. You have to understand the difference between gambling and investing. And this is what Pro did. Like he didn't invest. He gambled his money. He YOLO'd everything he had and he gambled it on something. And he like gratuitously ended up being right. And it it wasn't anything like research on his part. It was just a, a YOLO bet that he ended up being right on. And that's okay to do as long as you know that going into it. But I just feel like most of most of these cycles that were created in crypto is of people thinking they're doing this for the long term, but they're actually just, you know, gamblers, essentially just swing trading with the mentality of a long term investor, but not really, because when the price falls, they're like, oh, yeah, I guess it was a scam. I guess I was wrong. And then they sell and they lose all their money. And so it's like, ugh, don't be a gambler. Just invest and know what you're buying. And that's why Bitcoin and Ethereum make the most sense to me. They've, they've been around and they're going to continue to be around. So I don't know. Why would you risk your money into doing much else? It's, it doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know. I know people like to... Yeah. I think at the end of the day, what it comes back to, Andre, is, is especially when folks are new to the market and they might have a smaller amount of money, they're looking at it and they're like, okay, Bitcoin goes to 100K. Big deal. I make my hundred dollars into what, 120, 130, whatever. And they're like, if I a hundred X this, oh my gosh, I'm going to make that into 10,000. Right. And so that's, that's the lure and it's, it'll continue to be the lure. But remember a lot of folks that get started like that, a, a certain segment of those folks end up understanding the right way to do it. Understand, Hey, let me get my income right. So I can start investing real money. And let me go ahead and, and um, you know, start investing the right way and, and focusing on the long term. But I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I, 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 if anything, that's that's great. That's wonderful. But as long as people understand that that's part of that journey, that's perfectly fine. And I just think that while they're doing it, they're so passionate about it that they will go out of their way to like try to destroy videos like mine or whoever else is that are trying to be a little bit more yeah. sensible about it. That that's the problem. It's it's not that you're putting money into something like this. It's that you're so passionate about it, like blindingly to the point where you think you're making a good decision. But what you're doing is gambling. It, it's yeah. OK to gamble, but just know that you're doing it. Yeah. And you can't really you can't address it head on. I remember I used to get so mad and I used to even make uh, negative videos about day trading. Right. Because there's you know the whole day trading movement. But at the end of the day, you, you can't say this is this is dumb because people just don't understand it at that time. Right. And they're going to be for that. And, and at the end of the day, that's bringing in more people to the stock market. Right. And so although at the end of the day, it's frustrating that some folks get into crypto and they might be looking at it a certain way. At the end of the day, it's increasing the TAM of people at least looking at that market, taking it serious. So, it, it, man, it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. I don't know. And, it, and, it, and I think all of you guys would agree with me in saying that there's a fine balance and it's, it's a very difficult balance to get between cautioning people and telling people, hey, you know, please be careful and standing in their way because you also don't want to do that. You, you want people to make money. You, you want them to make money from their gambles, but you also want to be the friend that's like, hey, buddy, you're gambling. So maybe you should be careful 
But what you end up doing instead is being the idiot that stands between the bear and his meal. So you get mauled and you're like, well, I don't want to get mauled. So yeah. should I be sensible or should I not? And it's a very hard balance to get. Yeah. Not to mention too, if you tell someone not to buy something or to play it safe and they hold off from buying it and it ends up 10 Xing, they look at you right. and they're like, you know what? Right. Shouldn't have listened to you. Right. Exactly. Oh, dude, I had that with the, uh, the Trump SPAC. I'm like, it's, it's not worth buying. It's not worth buying, you know, or, or whatever at, at even at like $80. And then the same day went up to like $130 and people in the comments like, glad I didn't listen to you made so much money or whatever. One dude actually emailed me. I think it was an email, email or somewhere he sent me a message. Uh, and he's like, dude, I just want to say I heard about the Trump SPAC from your live stream. And then Monday I uh, on your live stream heard you say you just shorted it because I think I actually shorted it live. He mm -hmm. sold it. So from first mention, I didn't buy it then. I just, you know, the only thing I ever did with it was short it. From first mention to then, uh, he was actually up 500K. Like, he's one of the lucky ones. So it was wow. like life-changing money for them. So it's like, congratulations. But for every one of him, you know, there are a lot of losers. So How much did you say in 500K? You must have put in like 200. Yeah. Um, well... I would say he, I shorted it at a hundred. He uh, and I first mentioned it when it was at twelve, so eight x whatever that is. Wow. So, so, so let's get this straight. You shorted Trump, huh, Kevin? I shorted the Trumps back. Yes, I did. I think we're going to need to get into this deeper. You don't usually short things. Do you have some this sort is of the first time I've ever Kevin? sold shares short, and uh, I had to open up a different brokerage to to make it happen. <laughs> Wow, so you went that out of your way, Kevin. That's wow. right. And what party did you run for governor for again? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Kevin, what first of all, I'm curious, what brokerage did you go through? And interactive uh, brokers. And oh, I put a okay. hundred grand in, but they would only let me short thirty grand worth. So it's not like mm -hmm. I was able to make a big play on it. But uh, the margin requirements on shorting are very high. What was the what was the margin you had to put up for a hundred to? Well, I'm assuming three? the other seventy, uh, uh, like two x the position. Yeah, makes so, sense. I mean, they don't want to get burned on that if something happens and it just no. skyrockets three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. All right. Well, thirty k is thirty k. Have you closed that out yet or not yet? No, it it's uh, what is it? The thing's down like thirty percent today. Another yeah. one I wanted to short. I thought it was going to run more today, and then it was going to short it today. But it started going down right away. Was that backed holding spec? Did you guys hear about that one? Yep, BKKT. Dude, I went through their like investor presentation, and they're so misleading with their revenue numbers, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. But anyway, people got mad at me for that. This is like what Andre's talking about. Like I had somebody yesterday who's like. Kevin, I get the feeling that you're passive-aggressive about BACT, and I'm unsubscribing now because I'm investing in BACT. Today, it's down like 20-plus percent, you know? It's like, whatever. <laughs> you can't win. You can't win because depending on the timeline, it fits that person's narrative, which is uh -huh. unfortunate. You can't and win. they're not going to come back. It's not like they're going right. to come back and go, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You know, right. it's like, no, they're, they're right. gone. <laughs> right, which is why I, I, I tend not to make. And I get so many requests from people saying like, oh, can you talk about this crypto? I think it's a scam. Or can you talk about this one? You know, people are going to get screwed. And I'm just like, I, I wish I could, but I just don't want to get mauled. It's just not worth it. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. So speaking about that, yeah. Kevin, when when you buying the chef, you see the big deal today. Uh, I was really hoping it would go down uh, more so I could buy it. Okay. Uh, What's a buy target for you? 15, 14? What do you want? No, it was more than that. Uh, and I don't understand why, but I just can't get anything to load right now. It's very frustrating. I don't understand how I'm live streaming, but I can't even get Weeble to load. Uh, but it, it, if you look at the bottoms on the day chart of Tattooed Chef, the bottoms have this really nice ascending trend. And I want to say it was like 16, 18 or something I was waiting for. And it didn't drop below 17 or maybe it would hit like 16, 90 or something. And so it just didn't hit that that line for me. And now I think it's like $18 or whatever. So I'm like, ah, whatever. I mean, but but it, it was getting to that level where it's like, okay, now it's getting to that point again where it's just oversold. Yeah, earnings are coming up, so it should be interesting to see uh, what happens there. I tell you, the shorts are very confident it's going to go down to 16. Yeah, Jeremy, it's it's quite unique with this stock consistently almost four times now. It bottoms about 16, 15 to 16, (laughs) runs up to 22 to 24, bottoms down to about 16, (laughs) runs up to 22, bottoms back down, runs up. It's done that four times. Yeah. It so just it's consolidating the $24 mark. Wait. Another yeah. another four more times and it's going to break out, guys. You just wait, man. You just wait. Four you know what? more it's, times. It's going to be the one time that I would sell at 22, expecting it to drop back down and load up on more, that it's going to shoot up. Pull a jack. So maybe hey, I Jeremy. take one for the team and I could sell at like 23, and then all of you guys can make money. Have you guys seen that meme, Jeremy? Uh, the one where all of us are in the pool and then it's like Bitcoin and then you're yes. like. Yeah, that was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I think you sent it and then Graham posted it. That was amazing. So, yeah, yeah and, and Andre, so you asked me, why am I not buying Bitcoin? Andre, why are you not buying Tattoo Chef stock? What's going I was on thinking there? about it. I was like, you know what? If I could catch that 16. <laughs> <my goodness. laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants a 16. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a penny more. I will buy not the sixteen, but not a penny more. <laughs> and, and then, so Kevin, let's say hypothetically you bought it. Where are you selling? Yeah. Are you are you selling at twenty? Is it something a chart pattern you look at? Like, what, what would you think there if you did buy it? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it it depends how long it would take to move. You know, like uh, I don't know who was it, but earlier one of y'all mentioned if something. I think it was you, Graham. If something's gonna double in a month or two, like if it ran to like thirty bucks, yeah, I'd be out of there like a hot potato. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, in, in a short period of time. But uh, mm-hmm. look, I, I it's not something that I would go in like. It would be a short-term trade, probably. Uh, like 90% certain it would be a shorter-term thing. Yeah. They're doing ingenious deals. I don't know if you guys get to see the deals they did. They, they bought a company today for 18 mil. And essentially, this was an ingenious deal because they get the employee force is already there. Uh, they get 47,000 square feet, 37 employees, all the machinery already ready so they can start making nutritional bars and a lot of different snack items they want to get into. But imagine if they had waited... Uh, and, and they wanted to build their own factory and get all their own machines and get their employee force like that would take it would be a year and a half before you get all that up and running. Right. Or you can pay a dime on the dollar and, um, you know, do a deal like that. So anyways, that's fundamental talk. We're not really here to talk fundamental. So Sheeb, is Sheeb hitting a penny, guys, or what's going on here? <laughs> Andre, what do you think, Kevin? I, I can't speak about it because I don't know much about it in the first place, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. 
Uh, no, I mean, I've been getting a lot of folks ask me about that Robinhood integration. So I do wonder how much is playing off that catalyst. So I suppose we'll see. So, so you know, I guess that catalyst comes and goes. Here's and a good it's way still trending it. up. That's going to be great. Here's a good way of putting it. So, so all of us gamble to some degree with our money with investing, right? Like to, nope. to some degree, we like uh, Graham has Shiba Inu. Uh, uh, Jeremy has TTCF. You know, we all have our gambles. <laughs> but for me in crypto, I, I, I have what I consider like my utmost gamble, which is Omi, you know, uh, that that's my gamble uh, that I that I don't th- necessarily think it's like a YOLO gamble. I think the utility behind it is incredible. So I don't know. I don't, I don't want to pump it here. But if you guys don't know it, look into it. It's it's a fascinating project. Um, it, it, it's the best application of NFTs I have ever seen. Wow. And, and isn't this the same thing you're talking about with 2017? All these things disappear because people are talking about how great the system is? Yes, absolutely. But not really. I'm not buying it based on like some fundamental blockchain thing about it. It's it's a, it's a token. So um, which it's moving to Ethereum and uh, it's it's so cool. Their business model is licensing uh, off of extremely huge brands like Marvel, for example. Uh, they do like Cartoon Network. They do a bunch of licenses that they buy out and then they issue NFT characters around them. So they have Spider-Man, they have Powerpuff Girls, they have wow. Batman, like they have insanely cool stuff. And I kid you not. So I've had this app for like, uh, I don't know, four or five months now. And I haven't really used it much. When I when I first downloaded it, it wasn't doing anything. It did, wasn't running. I got back into it like last month. And they do drops, I want to say a couple times a month, like they'll drop a new series of figurines at different rarities. They have like common, uncommon, uh, ultra rare, secret rare, and they issue, they, they create, uh, I want to say like anywhere between, you know, like 5,000 editions to 30,000 editions for the drops. And I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating this. They're commons, like the 30,000 figurines of, of Spider-Man or whatever. You log on to the app. It drops at 8 p.m., 8 a.m. Pacific, and it sells out in less than a second. Every single tier of these NFTs. That's because they have a couple hundred thousand users on their app. And you have to be so fast. Your internet has to be insanely fast. It's almost impossible to get. But the, the coolest part about it is the application itself and, like, the way it's used like it's addicting. So if you have an addictive personality, do not download, do not use this. Cause like I, I've been going, what's it bonkers. called? It's called Vive, V E V E. Kevin's um, like, give me it. I want it, man. I won't be so on that I'm, app. I'm overdue for an update on that. <laughs> I'm overdue on an update on that. But like, like they have such cool characters. Um, oh, come on, focus. Ah, my face. There we go. They have like, you know, Powerpuff Girls and uh, let's see, what do they have? Oh, they have such cool stuff, man. They, they have the the 007 poster, movie posters. Um, basically, all this, they have Star Trek. Um, they have the Loki and alligator form. It's so cool. And they're not integrated in OpenSea just yet. And they're not listed on any major exchanges. So like the catalog. Are they coming? They're coming, yeah, yeah. So uh, just just full disclosure, I bought um, $150,000 worth of this stuff like when they first launched um, from like a private investor. And it was like I, I bought it on the rumor that Logan Paul was going to do a video about it. 
And I was like, oh, this thing's going to pump, right? And I got so excited. I did some research behind it and it didn't pump. It just like dumped after that. It pumped temporarily and then it dumped substantially. I went from 150 down to like $40,000. I was like, well, I'm not going to sell this thing. I'm going to learn more about it if it's legit. And I dove deep into it and I didn't get back into it until like a month ago. And it's, it's, it's insane the kind of growth they've had. It's so cool. But anyway, that, that's not like technology. It's not competing on any like complicated buzzword tech stuff. It's just a, a really cool application of licensing and creating these like figurines and like collectibles in the NFT market. Are you making money now? It's almost back up to where I bought. I'm seeing. Nice. So that's the OMI coin. O-M-I? Yes. Going all in. Yeah. So yeah, one of the one of the craziest NFTs that I've been trying to buy is like Spider-Man. Rumor is it'll be the first NFT to hit a not the first NFT, that's not the first NFT, but on their platform to hit a million dollars. It's it's a Spider-Man figurine. It's a secret rare. Um I want to say yeah. it's like 50 grand right now. I heard but, about that, Andre. Yeah, and when it came by the way, when these come out, they're not like flipping them for thousands of dollars. They're coming out at retail prices, like 50 bucks, $100. And they immediately get listed as soon as they get bought out. And it's impossible to land one. Like if you get one, it's the coolest feeling. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe I got it. Because I kid you not, they sell out in sub-second, like less than a second. Yeah. Wow. So I haven't trying really to get talked first. What's up? It's like trying to get first yeah. on one of Graham's videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need fiber. You need fiber or the internet connection. Uh, otherwise, you're not getting it. Like I can't. Get I used here. to try to compete, man. It is ruthless. I remember you doing that. You would always get like third, second. I think there were a few times you got first, though. Yeah, I'd have to stand like right next to the router. It had to be on my phone because the phone, <laughs> you know, the subscription tab, would show it before anything else. Yeah, and you just like keep refreshing it. Uh, uh. You know what? There was yeah. one. Um, there was one subscriber like three years ago who'd always get first every single video, and I was like, "How do you get first? He has his email set up, and he realized that the email sent first before the notification would go out. So he'd sit oh. there the email, click the email link, and then get through to the video within, like, a second. Wow. Interesting. You know, okay. you know who's, like, my number one commenter lately from, like, most of my videos? Graham fan. Yes. I'm, I know, yeah, Graham fan. I see, I see Graham fan in the chat. We actually, Grandfan sent uh, sent. Well, you, you can't see it now, but he sent the uh, the bankroll coffee sticker. Is that just like your other account, your alt account? <laughs> I would. I wish I wouldn't have that much time to comment on everything. But he's first on like almost everything besides DGB, who's also I see in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. But yeah, look into the look into Omi. It's 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 uh, it's a high risk, high reward kind of thing, which uh, I haven't talked about much yet. But I think it's gonna be awesome so kevin have you have you explored the voyager app yet <laughs> yeah i was actually just punching around through it and i tried signing up but then it signed me up under my email.co and i don't have a dot co so now i gotta make a new email and, and so yeah because anyway. yeah, that stock's being killed man it's nine bucks nine bucks a share and, and listen to this kevin expected to do a dollar plus eps next year that it's a nine dollar stock right and they're supposed to have 200% revenue growth, which puts them at a 
Ford P of under nine and puts them at like, you just don't ever see that ever. So unless crypto Where are you getting their financials? Because I tried getting them from the SEC. I couldn't get them. I tried getting them on their website. I couldn't get them. Like, where are you getting them? Getting what? Their financials. Oh, you don't need the financials. You just listen to Steve. Steve tells a good story. <laughs> Steve's watching this, man. I feel like we're roasting them a little bit tonight. You're, you're so right, man. We don't talk about fundamentals on this show. <laughs> uh, Steve, maybe we need to get you on here, man. Sorry for all this uh, roasting tonight. But uh, <laughs> anywho, so let's see. We got a few minutes left. Graham, what are you buying right now? Don't give us something boring. Give us something exciting, Graham. I'm afraid to say, but you know, I'm just going to say it. I bought some Robin Hood, uh, and then I, I bought some After Hours too. Wow! Yeah. So yeah, I, I caught I caught, caught some of the falling knife at like thirty. I think it was like thirty six eighty, something yeah. like that. So we'll see. Listen, I'm just going to hold on to this. I think <clears throat> a year from now it's going to be higher. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know what? I'm hedged in so many other. Basically, what what I made today on end phase. Kind of offset the loss on Robin Hood. It's so it's like yes. it's the same thing. So I'm not that worried about it. I'm just gonna. I actually it. said the same thing to myself. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's exact same. Well, because so, I I almost have actually now I probably do. I almost have two million dollars in end phase. In end phase. So it's a great company. Yeah. Man. So funny enough, Kevin solar. and I, Kevin and I were talking uh, in person. And I was asking him about his thoughts on end phase and uh, what what he thinks his price target is going to be by the end of the year or by within the next year, year and a half or two. And uh, he was saying about you know about three hundred give or take. And so when it dipped to I think it was one fifty five, I bought a big chunk of end phase, and that was the first time that I had bought end phase in probably almost a year since it was like seventy dollars. So uh, thankfully, that's doing well. I just wish I had bought more of it, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Wow. But that's how it works. Oh, no. Be- besides that, I bought more uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum today. Nice. That, nice. that was it. Uh, is there anything else? I think that was it. I'm at, okay. Two two million twenty three thousand of end phase right now with the new after hours price, according to this Jeez. stupid spreadsheet. Because I have to do it all manually. Wow. That's crazy. One of Kevin's stock positions is like. Almost my entire like net worth invested. <laughs> oh, that's Kevin. You got a big one. That's huge. Yeah, wow. that's huge. Well, I mean, that's what Lauren told me. Yeah, <laughs> that was you years like, ago, though. You guys Things like Robin Hood better or SoFi? I feel like SoFi is a maybe a good play. Well, at these yeah. prices, yeah. Robin. Oh, okay. The, Kevin, I just want you to know, although, yeah, there's no SEC filings, you can listen to the earnings calls of Voyager right on the Hungry Bull app, okay? So if you download the Hungry Bull, Kevin, right here, baby, you could do that on live stream and just, you know, destroy it. I'll try right now because I actually do have – can you get transcripts on that, okay? I'm a reader. Can you get transcripts? The the guy that makes six videos a day, you're a reader? Oh, man, Kevin. Dude. I'm still the guy who orders the that's newspaper. True. That's true. You're, you, that is you know what, Jeremy? Kevin just wants to steal the ideas in the Hungry Bowl so we can make a video about it right afterwards. <laughs> wow. No, so Andre is now going to read off our closing thing. <laughs> what is our closing thing? Uh, yeah, so basically, um, the, the purpose of the whole Motley Fool 
isn't necessarily just to see who wins, which Kevin, congratulations on that. That yeah, was uh, very, very lucky of you. You, you gambled and uh, you, you were right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we gave, we gave our stock picks to the Motley Fool to, um, to not only show off our skills, but, uh, but also help you get to know the Motley Fool as well. And really uh, service, the stock advisor. Yes. And I feel so, really happy that I'm on the podium, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm thrilled about my negative 5% return one month. <laughs> it's impressive. But yeah. But anyway, guys. It's not easy to get advisor... 5% in a month. Okay. I had to try hard for that. Yeah, Jeremy, at this, at this rate, uh, we could be down 60% in a year. So, <laughs> yeah. It's it's impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, the Motley Fool Stock Advisor right now is doing incredibly well. Uh, the S and P five hundred is up about one hundred and forty percent. What within the last few years? But the Motley Fools is up six hundred percent. So if you put one hundred thousand dollars in the stock market, the S and P would be up about two forty. But the Stock Advisor would be up about seven hundred thousand, which is crazy. Funny yeah. enough, I actually did a full on analysis on this. Uh, about a month and probably about a month ago. And we analyzed the returns of the Motley Fool beginning back to, uh, when was it? I think it was like 2013. It was a while ago. The, the stock recommendations have actually done pretty well. I was impressed. And I went in thinking, oh, you know, it could be like the Jim Cramer where, where it basically you could mention a stock and it goes up. But there's actually ended up doing consistently well. And they send you two new recommendations every single month. So if you want to, any ideas of, of just different stocks to research, that's what I use them for. Uh, I don't necessarily follow exactly what they do, but I like hearing a different opinion. So that is what uh, uh, I feel their strength is. And um, they started almost 20 years ago. So if you're interested, go to, the, go to fool.com slash mmchallenge. The link is down below in the description. See who's winning, and you can check out their stock advisor as well. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely. And then watch Jeremy get negative 5%. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just short me every month, it guaranteed 5%. 5% do the opposite 5%. of what Jeremy's doing. If he says buy, you sell. If he says sell, you buy. And then you'd be up. Yeah, five, that's easy 5% a month, man. Or what you could do, you could just go with Kevin and get 24% a month. Now we're but talking. Be, but be careful uh, that Kevin, he's a, he's a flip-flopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jeremy, you know what you should get Kevin uh, for, for the holidays? Get him a pair of flip-flops. Oh. <laughs> you guys are just – you know what? I, don't, I think you guys are disrespectful. This is one of the top swing traders in the history of the stock market, and you're, you're disrespecting him. Look at his hair. It's beautiful. Well, it's the color of my portfolio. portfolio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, you could dye your hair red. <laughs> I could, I could, and I should. And, and Jeremy, have a have a negative five percent right here, Jeremy. You know what would be funny? We we should all make bets, and if we lose the bet, we each have to dye our hair a different color. I'll do it gladly oh, if we give us ourselves at least one year. We should take our stocks, yeah. give it until well, this time next year, and whoever loses shaves. Funny enough, the the Motley Fool um, challenge runs for an entire year. It's not meant just to be something over a month. This is meant to be an entire year. Yeah. So technically, even though Kevin is winning right now, the challenge ends in September of 2022. 
Yeah, and, and for all my football fans out there, which I know these three guys aren't, I, this is like the Falcons and the Patriots in the Super Bowl a few years ago. I'm the Patriots. Kevin's the Falcons. We're going to see what happens. I'm a Tom Brady this man, okay? Let's just wait on it. None of these guys get that reference, but that's okay. I, I know a Tom Brady. Fans, I, I've heard that about. name before. I know Tom Brady's famous. I, is he a hockey oh. player? <laughs> Andre has heard of Tom Brady before. That's something Tom Brady. Nice. By the way, just signed a deal with Hertz to pitch yeah. Hertz's acquisition of a hundred thousand Teslas to uh, to get people to rent uh, cars from Hertz. And, and so Kevin knows Tom Brady because he reads his newspaper, his physical newspaper, and so he heard of him in a sponsorship with Hertz. Very important. Yeah. And Graham just learned who Tom Brady is. So let's end it there, Graham, with you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to destroy the like button. Make sure to subscribe if you're watching this right now. It's so easy. All you got to do is click the little subscribe button. It's totally free. We go live once every single week. You get to hear uh, us argue about who's right and who's wrong. Crypto, Bitcoin, Tesla, Shiba, you name it. Whatever's the uh, the most pressing topic of the week, we talk about it here. So subscribe, hit the like button, use the link down below in the description. Enjoy. Thank you so much for watching and until next time. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.